0: The science is controlling me to listen to WMNF
1: Tampa. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and
2: informational only. Good morning to you, my brave sailors on the ocean of radio waves, and welcome to the Healthy Steps radio show here on WMNF Tampa, the favorite radio show of anti Entity and the Gang at Thunderdome. Last we were gathered here, the good doctor espoused the magical and medicinal potentialities of self-love. The ancient Greek philosophers identified seven types of love and referred to self-love as philautia. We all appreciate the occasional fire of Eros, which warms and sometimes burns us, and the beautiful yet asymmetrical love of Storge, the parental love for the child. And as a pop quiz, I'll let you discover the other four, but the first among equals is Falautia. How can you receive the love of another if there is no companion in your heart to welcome and embrace them? I promise you this... If you are willing to love yourself right up to but not beyond the horizon of hubris and conceit, every cell in your body will have a higher reason to live than mere survival. You will feel like you are walking two inches taller. You will even look more alluring with that smile on your face and you might even feel like dancing. And may God take mercy on you that you never have to see what I look like when I'm dancing. And by golly, it's Always sweeter than a cream so cold when we have an Ask Me Anything Monday. So you know what to do, and I know that you've been jonesing to do it for several weeks now. If you have any medical questions or concerns, give us a call at 813-239-9663. Irene is in the control room anxious for your call, and you can send an email to dj at wmf.org. You can also text us at 813 813- four three three zero eight eight five okay dr fred it's almost as hot as dragon's breath today and i've done nothing to bring relief with my reign of words so i'll turn this show over to you and almost equally to your listeners this is after all ask me anything monday and their participation in this show takes it to levels never mentioned in architectural school so dr fred set the tone and start the show Thank
1: you, Bill. That was a beautiful intro and uh, always great to start with love. Thank you. You betcha. You know, today, um, we need to send some love to our veterans. Uh, Today, as we remember the fallen for all of our military actions around the planet, um, we need to uh, respect and and give them their due. But honestly, I want to think about The fallen that have come home, the the vertical ill, the the people that watched their their comrades fall and suffered the trauma. Our government has not taken care of our veterans. Our our veterans suffer, many of them, with PTSD, chronic depression. Many are homeless, unemployed because their uh, personalities were wrecked by war. And we unfortunately in this nation don't recognize the health of the human spirit, emotions, and mind as a a real thing. And it's time to actually begin to pay attention. I had a conversation um, on Twitter, um, of course, this weekend, with um, a very interesting man who awakened me to a problem that, I now understand in a better way. And the problem is that, one, I've talked about it before, psychiatry and psychology are stuck in a world of uh, 19th century medicine. They um, look at symptoms and describe patterns of symptoms and label them as illness. The problem is they have no actual evidence for what causes these symptoms. And they're not doing much research on it because drug companies only pay for research on drugs, and that's where most of our research comes from today. The National Institutes of Health is, you know, is not the biggest funder. Pharmaceuticals are and there's not one bullet for mental, emotional, spiritual illness. You're, we're not going to find uh, a Prozac type medicine, a, an SSRI or SNRI or any of these other things that is actually going to cure anything. Because in reality, this is not a disease. These mental conditions are imbalances of a human being. Their state is not functional. Thus, functional medicine can look at these problems in a different light. And what came to light with me in this conversation with a psychiatrist and a psychologist who were denigrating me um, and calling me a quack and calling what I do pseudoscience was pretty amazing. It was very enlightening because I kept sending them article after article that supports my premise, article after article that shows that biomarkers are available to talk about mood. They just don't diagnose things in the categories that these people want things to be put into. They want them in a box. But the mind and the emotions and the spirit are not in a box. We're dynamic. We move. We are a very complex energetic system. And the energy is affected by many things. The energy is affected by our thoughts because thoughts have form. Thoughts have power. Thoughts have energy. But beyond our thoughts, we have all kinds of influences, starting with genetics, because the genetics is what we came into the world with. And the genetics give us opportunities and challenges that we have to surmount to get to full functionality. And the genetics filter our thoughts because our thoughts can change, turn on and off genetics and, and cause things A smile. A simple smile can turn on the genetics of dopamine creation. Dopamine is the smile chemical. So you smile, you get more smile. Um, But that's not recognized as far as I can see in any psychiatric, psychological literature. Um, In addition to this, we have nutrition that, that has to be filtered through the genes. And specific genetic makeups require specific nutrition. And actually some nutrition is devastating to certain systems. And we have toxins. Um, The availability of the gateway drug alcohol is absolutely uh, ridiculous. It is so prevalent that we can cause emotional disturbance very easily. You know, one ounce a day is enough to do it in somebody who's not got proper nutrition. So what I realized talking with these individuals was that they're clueless about what I do. Um, they think that there has to be a specific biomarker to throw a pill at it. And that's what their methodology is. Or in the psychology area, they just counsel, which is fine. Uh, counseling is actually very important um, and, and a big part of how someone can think themselves out of a hole. Um, you've got to restructure your thoughts. But in order to do that, you have to have some energy to do it. And if your system's completely dysfunctional, it's not going to be doing that. And that's when actually antidepressant medications, as that class might be called, um, might help for a few months because it can actually change your energy. It can shift your state really quickly. But none of them are designed for long-term use. And you can see that in the literature, in the PDR and all the literature about them. No, <laughs> there is not a uh, a long-term use you're supposed to take person off after six months and see if they still need it but no one does that and that's because the use of the word depression the use of the word anxiety anxiety or anxiety disorder things like this are overutilized bipolar disorder is way over diagnosed there are people who have actual biochemical problems that appear to be a bipolar disorder but in reality um Many of these things can be caused by excessive toxins, excess caffeine, excess alcohol, um, gluten, and other um, uh, problems uh, can come up and disturb you. I've watched people's minds get better simply by stopping gluten. I've watched their cognition get better simply by adding fish oil. And so what these Western conventional psychology, psychiatry doctors believe is that I'm treating an illness, but I don't treat illness. And functional medicine doctors don't treat illness. And that's that's what's hard for them to understand about the paradigm. We don't treat illness. So actually, you know, in, in an allopathic world where all they do is treat illness, you know, name the illness, describe the illness, name the illness, blame the illness, treat the illness with pills or radiation or something that world is so narrow-minded that all they can see is illness. And so if I'm not treating illness, then I'm a quack. But in actuality, I'm treating humans. <laughs> I think functional medicine is really good at treating humans. We love humans, and we love humans to thrive. And so we want to see their function be optimal. And so I accept that I'm a quack in, al- in allopathic medical treatment of mental uh, disturbances and dysfunctions because I thought treating the dysfunction because... As yet, psychiatry hasn't really given us any kind of good biomarkers to describe it in 21st century medical terms so we can actually treat it appropriately. They've given us a bunch of symptom diagnoses, which the National Institutes of Health has told told them to basically stop using when talking about research because it's only symptoms. They don't actually attach it to the biomarkers. So, yeah, I sent three biomarker articles to these doctors who ignored them and sent me an opinion piece. One of the the psychiatrists wrote an opinion piece, and it was his opinion, but he didn't have anything scientific to back it up, and they call me the quack. It's a very fascinating discussion, but it's a discussion that needs to be expanded so that Western doctors understand what we're doing. Because I've seen numerous write-ups now that call what I do gobbledygook, gibberish, and pseudoscience, when in actuality, psychiatry and psychology are based in a gobbledygook of pseudoscience since they only use symptom diagnosis. I'm challenging psychiatry to step up. And I know there are some out there. Dr. Daniel Amen is looking at things in a completely different way. Um, uh, Her name is Kelly Brogan, I think. Um, uh, She is doing some very interesting work, too, in functional medicine and helping people actually uh, get – into a different state, because that's what functional medicine is about, shifting your state so that you can actually have a different frequency, a different energy, a different energy that empowers you to actually function better. So that said, I just want to let everybody know that we are on the Healthy Steps Radio Show on Tampa's favorite
2: radio station, WMNF 88.5 FM. Absolutely, and a consideration to all of those that have been... Um, suffering from PTSD and such, and a, a thank you to all of our um, vets and such. But this is WMNF Tampa. You are encouraged to participate on this show, the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey, by calling 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813 813- 433 0885. It's phoneless in here and dark, so I'm hoping that we get somebody to give us a jingle. And instead of Irene today, I've got Greg answering the phone, so let's put him to work. Back to you there, Doctor.
1: Let's do that. I like that. More phone calls, the better. But for the moment, I have more articles to talk about. Plus, I got some emails already. Daryl says, Peace to all. And I thank you, Daryl, because yes, we need a Department of Peace. You know that Marianne Williamson, I'm going to go a little political here. Marianne Williamson actually last time in 20 um, uh, suggested that we start a Department of Peace. You know, um, she's really astute and um, she gave us some history actually during the debate, I believe it was, when she told us that the first person to ask for a Department of Peace but was turned down was George Washington. He was completely done with war and said it's time for a Department of Peace. But his uh, less than conscious colleagues – they, they were pretty conscious. They wrote that constitution. But honestly, they made some mistakes there, too. You know, <laughs> we need to trash that document because some originalists think that we need to go back to it. And it's obvious that here in Florida, they would really like that one clause. There's an amendment that fixed that one clause about who is three fifths of another person. Um, and and Dr. Uh, uh, the, the governor would like us to go back there. But Marianne Williamson knows that we need a Department of Peace. She is a peace warrior. <laughs> if you want to call it that, she is striving to get us peace because peace is the answer. And if we s- just start a department of peace and start developing a peace protocol, don't you think that would be a really good thing? Rather than investing a trillion dollars a year in war machines, think about it. These people are complaining about, uh, benefits, um, for, uh, um, uh, elderly benefits for medic, Medicare, Medicaid work. For Medicaid, give me a break. Most of the people that I know that are on Medicaid are disabled, and they need Medicaid because they can't work. This is evil. This is cruel. This is sick. And so we need to really think about changing our view of the world. A Department of Peace can push for a new reality. We deserve it. It's a Christ-like reality. Why is it that none of the pundits, none of the politicians will discuss cutting that trillion-dollar offense budget. It's not a defense budget. Give me a break. We are out there offending the world (laughs) with big machines that kill. I know there's other countries that do that, but if we put a trillion dollars behind a peace effort, what do you think would happen? I think some massive change. So we have another uh, email from Tommy. My wife is 38 and has ovarian cysts and irregular periods. She also has atrial fibrillation and sleep apnea. She works on Mondays and can't listen live, but I would like her to listen to the show later. Well, uh, so first things first, um, sometimes sleep apnea. Well, the sleep apnea needs to be treated. Um, not, it's not a sometimes thing. If you have it, you have it and you need to treat it so you don't get complications like atrial fibrillation. The two major causes of atrial fibrillation are alcohol and sleep apnea, hypoxia at night, low oxygen in the system, causes damage to the electrical system and results in atrial fibrillation. And so ovarian cysts um, actually could be made worse by sleep apnea because sleep apnea disrupts hormone production and metabolism. Um, It will cause an elevation in cortisol, which will steal DHEA. DHEA is used to make estrogen. And so it would be a good idea to actually uh, really treat the sleep apnea. There's no real choice here because that is causing damage. Um, Now, ovarian cysts and irregular periods um, can be modified by doing some really smart things with your diet. Um, Things that help to modify the way you metabolize hormones are fish oil, for one thing. Um, Good doses of fish oil or or wild-caught, Um, uh, salmon, high oil fish uh, are really good. Um, Lignans are chemicals that show up in flax seeds. Flax seed, uh, ground flax seed added to the diet, to a smoothie, could be a good thing. Soy. Soy is actually a benefit when you don't do the GMO soy that 97% of what we find in America happens to be. You need organic non-GMO. And soy has uh, chemicals in it. One of them, uh, they're a group called flavones, isoflavones, and genistein is the most prominent one. Genistein is a really interesting chemical because genistein actually is converted um, in the laboratory with enzymes into human hormones. There are no plants that make human hormones. You can't get Progesterone from a wild yam. However, at my alma mater, Penn State, in about 1933, I think it was, they used enzymes and they took Dioscorea, another flavone from the Dioscorea plant, which is the the uh, uh, wild sweet potato plant, and they um, uh, used enzymes and they converted uh, uh, this chemical in the in the uh, sweet potato into progesterone. It was the first time. A semi-synthetic hormone was made in a laboratory. They took a plant chemical and changed it into a human chemical, a bioidentical one at that. It's it's natural enough. It was not created by Petrochem. It was extracted from the wild yam. And also, um, the genistein is done the same way. It can be converted into testosterone. Much of the injected testosterone for bodybuilders is coming from soy soy genistein, and also estrogen, DHEA. All of these things can be converted from this marvelous plant hormone that can be converted into humans. But it is still bioidentical. It looks exactly like what's in our body. It just is semi-synthetic made from a natural chemical from the plant. And so these can help to modulate. So eating uh, more flax, eating more soy, uh, eating more vegetables, eating a good uh, um, solid five to seven servings of fruits and vegetables a day would be a really smart thing. And eating a whole food diet, eliminating as many processed foods from the diet is really going to help balance that. So um, uh, eating whole oats and um, just plain cooked meat, steamed, baked, roasted vegetables, very simple stuff. It's it's the way you actually reorient your body. And you want to do some uh, fermented foods too. You want to get um, um, some uh, sauerkraut or if you like kombucha or things like that because those natural uh, micro, uh, microbes in there help to metabolize hormones as well. And so there's a lot of good things you can do just with diet and then exercise. Exercise daily, 20 to 30 minutes, helps you actually purge some of those toxins, move things along, and uh, um, get uh, better metabolism. All those things should be helpful here to adapt a body to a problem like the ovarian cysts in irregular periods. Paul writes to us. Hi. A friend has a lingering episode of vertigo and explained that there are crystals in our heads that get dislodged and we lose our equilibrium until those are back in place. Is this true? How does this work? How can it be fixed or avoided? That is true. And so there's two different things here. Uh, An episode of vertigo is often related to another kind of event, Um, possibly um, a virus or another inflammatory event, which would cause an inflammation of the inner ear where the balance center is what is described in the crystals is that inside of the balance center there are three um, 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 circular tubes they are oriented in different directions and they will um, help to um, they help give us our position in space and an injury um, a sudden uh, uh, shift like a whiplash that might dislodge some of those crystals a fall could do it Um, and then there are ways um, to put those back into place. There's some specific vestibular, the, the vestibule is the inner ear. Vestibular rehabilitation is a, uh, a way of helping you get that back. And so it works with repositioning the head and putting the crystals back in the right place. You can find vestibular rehabilitation online. Um, I think it's called the Epley maneuver. And then um, there's also balance work that can be done. I hope that helps. Um, And it can be fixed, yes, usually. However, there's one condition that does go on for a long time, and it's associated possibly with some hearing loss as well. It's called Meniere's disease, and that's a genetic uh, issue inherited that will cause ongoing problems. And somebody who has a a single episode of vertigo probably does not have that. So I think um, uh, we are uh, quiet on the phone lines, so let's identify the station again.
2: Yeah, it's as quiet as a mouse whisper in here, so we need to tickle the phones a little bit and remind folks that you are listening to... The Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. And you are encouraged to participate and to challenge Greg to answer the phones by dialing 813-239-9663 or send emails to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. Back to you there, doctor. Well, folks, this is really,
1: um, um, a quiet day. I kind of figured it might be since it's a holiday. You probably, um, slept in from the party last night, or maybe you're out at the beach already. I hope you're having a beautiful day because it is absolutely gorgeous out. Uh, a great day for the beach or uh, for having a barbecue with your friends. Um, maybe you've made the Memorial Day parade. Um, well, you know, uh, I, um, I know that this is actual mental health month and um, I wanted to mention more about that. Um, the um, one, one thing that's really important is, is youth mental health. Um, you know, after the um, um, problem that we experienced with the pandemic and disruption of school, kids really actually have felt a lot of pressure. Teens um, um, are feeling it quite a lot. I'm sure that the, the, um, um, as they're, they're navigating missed years of high school, it's been really difficult. And, um, so social stresses and stresses like this really are a problem and can actually, uh, um, disrupt a youth's life such that they end up really going on a, on a, on a side tangent. And then there's a problem that, you know, um a lot of it's not recognized uh, kids don't want to talk about it and you know, suicide is a really big problem and there are uh, more and more uh, options the suicide hotline um etc have have uh come about but um it's it's sometimes really tough for kids to get that help and um motivating the masses is an amazing company. I um, just spent, uh, 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 the reason I wasn't here last week is I was flying back from an event with Motivating the Masses. Uh, Lisa Nichols, again, doing some training. Um, A shout out to her beautiful staff and um, uh, uh, the work that they do because they're helping change so many lives and they're empowering people to actually help other people change. Uh, That's what um, this Motivating the Masses is about. And, um, this summer they're, um, actually putting on a, an event for teens, motivating the teen spirit is actually having an in-person, um, event. Uh, i be, believe it's a five day retreat up in Northern California. Um, and the, um, uh, I think the only thing you need to do is contact them and, uh, get your, uh, airfare out there. It's a beautiful event and, um, I have had, um, Some uh, 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 Jelani uh, Nichols was on the show back in November. If you want to go back and listen to the archive, because he uh, has uh, uh, really um, um, put together something amazing. Their commitment to teen mental health is beautiful. Looks like that's lit up the phone lines.
2: It sure did. That was the magic shout on out. I've got Heather and Phil and Susan and Valerie all lined up for us. Kind of like a runway at O'Hare Airport. But I am going to remind folks to give us a call at 813 239 9663 or send your emails to dj at org, And we're off to talk to Heather. Good morning, Heather.
3: Good morning. Thanks for taking Hi. my call.
2: Hi. You're welcome.
4: I
3: have, a, <laughs> I have a senior adult family member who's been diagnosed with basal vagal syncope. Yes. It's if- Started with an episode where she felt really flush and faint and she blacked out and then of course suffered a head injury. And yes. we never really knew what caused what, if you know, one caused the other. Do you have any insight on this diagnosis? And
1: how, how, how old she? is she?
3: Seventy six.
1: And what medical problems does she have?
3: High blood pressure. Uh, she's been uh, depression and
1: yeah. Mainly just
3: oh and and uh, orthopedic issues, lots of orthopedic
1: issues, so is she that? on blood pressure medication?
3: Yes,
1: and is she on medication for mood? Yes so both of those can cause this problem. Has the um primary care or whoever's treating actually addressed the medication adverse consequence issue that is probably the res- the source for her problem
3: unfortunately. When she suffered the head injury, she had some blood pressure, high blood pressure. So they put her on some different, pretty serious, made some changes to her blood pressure medication.
1: So she was on blood pressure medicine before she fell? Yes. Okay. And so whenever people fall and have pain, they usually have an elevated blood pressure. So the blood pressure was probably a transient event. One doesn't know that. But there is a significant uh, possibility for um, um having medication adverse consequence and medication interaction consequence. You know, if one blood pressure medicine causes low blood pressure and the mood medicine causes low blood pressure, there's two reasons to have a, a, a fainting spell. Yeah. Okay. So um, there are also things you can do to strengthen the autonomic nervous system, exercises that can do that. But first things are first for me, and that is... Um, um, you know, you can go to drugs.com. Drugs.com has a medication checker program, and you could put the medications okay. in there and see if there's actually an interaction. Okay. It's real easy. Okay. And then the other one is um, if you don't find an interaction there, it still can be an adverse con- consequence of the medication. And then you need to actually consider discussing this problem with the doctor and see if um, the problem is due to that. Has anybody actually done a blood pressure and a pulse with her lying down and then standing up? No. Well, that's actually the foundational test to find out if you have orthostatic hypotension, which means... Blood pressure that drops in relation to your position, generally it drops when you stand up because essentially we are a tube of water. And it tends that gravity causes water to go down when we put the tube upright and so the water goes down to the legs and if the the blood vessels in the legs aren't strong enough and the muscles in the legs haven't been exercised enough which many 76 year olds don't do a lot of lower extremity exercise the blood pools down there and there's not enough for the heart to pump and oops the head needs blood so the head wants to get blood so the head makes the body go flat by passing out mm-hmm. okay and so it
3: usually yeah it doesn't happen when she stands usually it's when she's sitting and she also gets the uh, severe sweating a lot. She just sweats all the time.
1: Well, it sounds to me like she's having adverse medication problems and somebody needs to address that.
3: Yeah. It's yeah. conventional medicine. Unfortunately, <laughs> they just say this was what works, and this is what we're going to do, and you just need to deal with the con- with the adverse effects. Unfortunately. And then what so you say,
1: then what you say to it. them is, "Are you absolutely serious? I can't believe you're saying this to me. I need a new doctor. <laughs> See you <Yeah>. later. <laughs> yeah. Adios, yeah. amiga, amigo. Because I'm not putting <laughs> up with absolutely dolled behavior from a professional. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Well, I appreciate your help. Thank you very much for your insight. Have a great holiday. Yes, sir. You too.
1: Thank you.
2: Thanks, Heather. All right. We've got Phil that's been waiting patiently, but I'm going to make him wait just a few more seconds while I give out the number again and tell folks you're listening to Dr. Fred Harvey here on the Healthy Steps Radio Show at WMNF Tampa. And you are encouraged to call now that I do have an open slot. Dial 13 239 9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at WMNF.org. Good morning to you, Phil. How are you today?
4: I'm quite fine. Um, I have uh, I have a, a dog, and I was walking my dog out to the truck so that we could go walk somewhere safe. And uh, um, I have feral cats in the yard and the dog uh, chased after a cat he pulled me over and tried to drag me across the lawn uh, which I didn't let go of the leash and the cat was fine and the dog and I went on our way uh, a day or two after that uh, I, I had pain in my hands and uh, in the palm and and running through my little finger uh, mostly I also had a knot in the muscle of my forearm, uh, on the left side of my forearm, looking at the palm, and and it, it was like the muscle was uh, permanently flexed, and so I went I went to a functional uh, pain doctor in Saint Petersburg, and and they had me get an MRI, and we already knew that I had. Uh, Arthritis in my my uh, neck. I'm 76, and um, <clears throat> and uh, so th- I went. In- so you got an
1: MRI of your forearm?
4: No, not my forearm. Uh, of my neck.
1: Well, if the pathology was in your forearm, why did they yeah. MRI your neck?
4: Okay, uh, she said that they they already knew I had had an X ray of my arm and end of, of my, of my neck, but, but they wanted a MRI to get a better look at my neck.
1: And they but your pain them. was in your arm. I know. I know. And you had a I, deformity I in the like muscle. That. You have, you had a deformity in the muscle in your arm. Yes. Right. And yeah. not and a deformity of the bone in your arm. So an right, MRI of your forearm way. can actually, an MRI of the forearm can tell you actually what the soft tissue problem is in your forearm. Um, an x-ray won't tell you that. So uh, are you still having that lump in your forearm? Yes. Yeah. You probably Uh, actually tore through a muscle or a tendon.
4: That, that, uh, could be a possibility.
1: Yeah. I mean, it just, but from the history, it sounds like you need an MRI of the forearm to find out whether you tore off that muscle.
4: Mm hmm. Okay. Well, that, that's good. And, and I'll go after that. Uh, that cost me a hundred bucks for the for the one that, but she said there's a nerve that comes through the through the spinal column, and that that nerve is pinched. And okay, and,
1: but but you the the deal is you have a trauma to your arm, not to your neck. You have a deformed muscle in the arm, and a and a pinched nerve in your neck is not going to cause a deformed muscle in your arm.
4: Okay. Okay. Well then, I, I have one other uh, question about this. She said that that uh, that the what's going on with my neck, uh, it, that it uh, it is causing inflammation, and I'm I'm taking I've been taking curcumin for years uh, for uh, degenerative disc in my back, and and for occasional you know pain in, in my neck and. Um, and so, so I asked if I asked about anti-inflammatories and, and she said that, 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 you know, that might help. And, uh, so I'm wondering, uh, I know I, I also, uh, I also cook with ginger. And so I know those two are anti-inflammatories. I wonder, uh, if you have any other suggestions along that line.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, those two foods are really good anti-inflammatories. Fish oil is a great anti-inflammatory. Ibuprofen works as an anti-inflammatory, but it sounds to me like you have a disrupted muscle, and it probably would make yeah. sense to actually get that evaluated by someone who can uh, uh, do some uh, work. You may not be able to actually repair that, um, but uh, it, it depends on on the kind of tear and or Orthopedic surgeons or hand surgeon, you might want to see a hand surgeon actually because they deal with the forearm um, mm-hmm. uh, primarily, ha- forearm and hand um, to get an opinion about that. Um, but uh, yeah, any of those anti inflammatories can help. But I think you have a disrupted muscle, something's okay, torn so there. The first
4: thing would be to get an MRI of that muscle. I would,
1: I would think so, problem? yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, would it, an
1: MRI or an X ray? X-rays show nothing of that. You must get an MRI. It's okay. the only thing that's going to show t- soft tissue, and a CT scan doesn't do that very well either. It's an MRI.
4: Okay, very good. Well, thank you very much. Best wishes much. on that, Bill. That's
1: helpful. Very good. Have a great day. Yeah. Bye-bye.
2: Absolutely, and thank you there, Phil. Um, I've got Susan from St. Pete on the line. Good morning, Susan. Uh, thank
0: you. Hello. And good morning, Dr. Harvey. Um, I have an 8-year-old grandson that was just diagnosed with autism, ADHD, and another, um, I, I don't remember what it was, related to the autism. So I want to know, can, does this have to be treated with or medication, or can he be treated naturally?
1: Well, that's a a complex question because autistic spectrum disorder and ADHD are, um, uh, well, ADHD is overdiagnosed, and it's actually not really diagnosed. Uh, Let me go back to my premise from the beginning. Psychiatry practices 19th century medicine. They ask a few questions, uh, put you in a category, give you a label, and treat you from that direction. It's really obvious when people do have autistic spectrum disorder for most people today that are doing clinical work. However, we don't have biomarkers that specifically say you have this or you have that. There's no biomarker for ADHD. So the doctors that are diagnosed them have done questionnaires. They have not actually done any kind of 21st century biological workup. However, there are things that we can do. That I have witnessed be highly effective. Things like stool tests, food sensitivity tests, and uh, nutritional tests. Um, you can improve cognition in someone who has no omega 3 fatty acids, like fish oil, in their system by giving them that. You can actually, I, I've, I've watched ADHD go away in a child or more than one actually, who's avoided gluten when they had gluten sensitivity. And so there's so many layers to this that unfortunately our current uh, psychology and psychiatry don't address because they don't practice 21st century medicine. They practice 19th century medicine. And you need someone who actually looks at it a different way. You need to actually See a functional psychiatrist or a functional medicine doctor to help you, you know, wade through the difficulties of this very problematic and complex situation.
0: All right. So that is a starter.
1: Yeah. So IFM, Institute for Functional Medicine, dot org. Great place to go search for a physician in your area.
0: A physician or a functional psychiatrist.
1: Yeah, and you can find both of them uh, at ifm.org. Okay.
0: Thank you very much.
1: You're very welcome.
2: Okay doke. Thank you, Susan. And I've got Valerie from Gulfport on. But, um, again, I'm going to just throw this number on out like it's spare change. Give us a call at 813-239-9663. Here's Valerie. Good Hi, morning.
1: Can you hear me?
2: Yes.
0: Okay, good. Hi, I'm a 65-year-old woman, um, and my mother and my grandmother both were both had severe osteoporosis to where they lost a, almost a foot of height in their life. And I was diagnosed with osteoporosis when I was about 59 or 60, which really surprised me because I'm very active. I'm always outside moving around. I don't just sit around and watch TV. But anyway, because I had had a bout of... Um, I'd, I'd had problems with acid reflux 20 years ago, and, and I was, like, on trial of sex for years and years, and I finally just stopped, and I was okay. Um, but when I told my rheumatologist that, he said, I don't even want to get you on the, the regular, what is that, once a week Fosamax, because it'll probably aggravate your GERD. So he yes. first did, I, I did, I did the two years of the Forteo injections. I did that for two years and I actually moved back from osteoporosis into just osteopenia, but then
3: those
1: that's two great years.
0: So, but then those two years ran out and I've been taking Fosamax and I'm, I'm, it's hurting my stomach. I mean, I am. So no, why
1: would anybody give you Fosamax with your history? I'm so clueless. That's really oh, bizarre.
0: Well, it's, Because what else is there? That's the
1: thing. Prolia. Yes, there's prolia. And there's also um, uh, um, um, orthosilicic acid, um, getting the right amount of protein. Are you getting um, uh, at least uh, a half a gram of protein per pound of body weight a day?
0: Probably not because I'm mostly vegetarian. Yeah,
1: vegetarians have the hardest time getting bone mineralization going. It's it's really a struggle because most vegetarians do not pay attention to protein and protein I mean, I is critical for bone health
0: tofu. I, I eat, I, yeah and
1: so how many grams of protein do you get you need to go and get a calorie counter like myfitnesspal.com or one of those places where you can count your actual macro calories so you can go look up macro counter um, and that way you can find out exactly how many grams of protein you're getting if you're not getting half your body weight in protein grams per day then you're shortchanging your bones okay
0: i Probably am not doing that.
1: So that's that's usually the so, failure for people on so, vegan diets.
0: Well, I mean, I'm not completely. I mean, I, I will eat meat. I just don't like to prepare it. So, and I live alone.
1: Uh-huh. So, well, so how and often I, do you eat it?
0: Uh, whenever someone else makes. It. And <laughs> I'm that have the frozen chicken. I'm going to put in the crock. That equates
1: to how long? Um, once yeah. a week? Once every two weeks?
0: Well, you know, maybe twice a week. Twice a week. Okay, so something.
1: you're doing better than I thought. But count those. Protein calories. You need to find out how much you're getting. That's so critical. And and uh orthosilicic acid, Biosil or Regenomax is a bone collagen builder. Has your doctor actually checked your uh N-tilo peptide or your uh, pro collagen peptide levels to find out what your bone metabolism is? Most don't.
0: No, absolutely not. Yeah. I've had that you know so, the vitamin D test and I was on really high dose prescription vitamin D for a while, and then he but then he said my, my D is fine now, so I just, you know,
1: take the Well, you don't ma- the ma- you don't maintain your D if you don't keep taking your D.
0: Right, well I take just the just a normal, you know, over the counter uh Yeah, what's
1: now, what's the dose know. you take?
0: Yeah, I don't even know.
1: <laughs> yes. And what's your what's your vitamin D after 6 months on the regular dose?
0: I have not I just had blood work and she didn't mention anything about it being low, so I i didn't really so
1: you need to know you need to look at your labs this is your life not her life look at your labs and understand what's going on with you you got to be empowered to take care of yourself first right so all right
0: what's it, what what's the good range for vitamin d levels?
1: um over 70 for somebody who has osteoporosis okay so they
0: write that down and then so the the what what are the alternatives to fosamax i just want to write them down i have a piece of paper now i didn't before
1: Well, there's only one other drug that would be safe for you because all of the Fosamax-type drugs cause heartburn and and bad heartburn. Prolia, P-R-O-L-I-A. It's the only one left that you haven't tried.
0: Is that a shot? That's
1: the shot, yes.
0: And does it have any negative contraindications?
1: Um, Every drug that you possibly take has a risk-benefit for you, so you have to look that up and and look at it. But there's also an injectable Fosamax called um, uh, Zoledronic Acid. And so that's a possibility too. There's also another one. Uh, 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 what's that other bisphosphonate? Uh, Ibra ibradronic acid or something like that. So there's a couple of injectable ones that can avoid the heartburn for you. So there's there's other possibilities that can avoid your gut. Okay. I hope that helps.
0: All right. So and then you said that the the other thing is just to really uh, take eat more protein. Oh, and last week I thought I I tuned in late and you were talking about. Is milk good for osteoporosis or not? I thought I heard you say that.
1: Milk is not necessary to treat osteoporosis. The countries that have the most dairy consumption have the highest osteoporosis. So it's a fallacy. It's a way of the Dairy Council getting you to drink more milk. So I hope that helps. And I hope you have a a great week, Valerie. All
0: right.
2: Thank you so much. Bye-bye. You're welcome. We're down to about the last 10 minutes. And I've got Steve that's been waiting in Tampa. Good morning, Steve. Hello. Hi there.
5: Hi. Right, First off, thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. And, and, and uh, I'm 70 years old. Uh, I'm at the gym about two and a half hours a day, six days a week. I've been doing this since I was a teenager. And so I, I consider myself to be in very good shape. However, uh, I have a neuropathy where, whereby I take 60 milligrams a day of duloxetine because I, I can't feel most of my toes. I feel I can't. I used to not feel my shins or the bottom of my feet. Now it's just my toes. Uh, I wonder if you have any further suggestions.
1: Well, it sounds like you've been doing something right um, um, in your lifestyle to have the um, uh, neuropathy improve. Because duloxetine doesn't treat neuropathy; it just makes you dull, so you don't notice it. And usually, it's only used when you have pain. So, when they put you on duloxetine, were you having pain from the neuropathy? No, just numbness. Okay. So I don't see any purpose for duloxetine in you because it's not treating your neuropathy and it's not helping the pain. Things that actually help recover nerve function are um, taking things like fish oil, um, eating eggs and liver that have choline in it because choline makes up a lot of your nerve sheath um, and your cell membranes Um, and activated B vitamins like methyl B12, methyl folic acid, and benfotiamine, which is activated thiamine, are all proven in clinical studies to help nerves regenerate. Um, And then uh, alpha lipoic acid is another uh, nerve regenerator.
5: Yes, I do take alpha lipoic 600 milligrams every day and, and
1: also B one, very good, very good. So you're on the right path. And D three, very good. So those things all help, and it sounds like the alpha lipoic acid may actually be helping there. You might want to add the methyl B twelve and methyl folic acid to help push the system a bit further, and uh, make sure you get the activated uh, B one called benfotiamine instead of just taking thiamine.
5: And what what, what do you what do you think about? Because I was prescribed to take. Toloxetine. It was a lower milligrams initially. Now sixty milligrams.
1: I'm not sure why. Actually, you're on it. I'm not sure, sure what it's treating, unless they were trying to treat um, sad mood.
5: Yeah, because it, it it was prior. I I couldn't feel my shins in the bottom of my feet. I had to I had to talk to my feet when I, especially when I'm driving. <laughs>
1: but it sounds like alpha lipoic acid has been really helpful for you.
5: Okay. What's that, Lisa? My wife
0: has a question. I know it was the B12, the methyl. Can you repeat that again? Because I want to write that down, please. And then the one with acid also.
1: Alpha-lipoic acid, he's on. And 600 milligrams two times a day would even be faster, I think. And methyl B12, methyl um, um, folic acid, and benfotiamine, B-E-N-F-O-T-I-A-M-I-N-E. And so duloxetine is indicated for short-term treatment of painful diabetic peripheral neuropathy or painful peripheral neuropathy, 12 weeks. There's no real uh, uh, purpose in taking it longer than that um, because there's no evidence that it actually heals nerve damage, that it just dulls the pain for painful peripheral neuropathy. So if you don't have pain, there's no real need for duloxetine because that is the only reason to take it for neuropathy. All right,
0: so if you... Stop taking? Could he stop taking like cold turkey type of thing, or would he have to? I
1: think I think that's something that needs to be tapered. But I'm not going to direct you because I'm not treating. I'm just, you need to talk about this with your doctor and say why am I on a medicine that's for pain when I don't have pain, and then say I want to get off of it, and you show me how to get off of it because I'm not involved in your treatment. I'm just saying this makes no sense to me.
5: Gotcha. Thank you. All right. You're thank welcome. You so much. Thank you very much, and thank you for your time. I hope you have a nice rest of the day.
1: You too, Steve. Take care. All right, sir.
2: All right. And we're rushing towards the end down to about the last five or six minutes. So let's get Dan on the line. Good morning, Dan.
3: Hey, good morning. Hey, I just I'll make it quick. Uh, what are your uh, thoughts on Shingrix, uh the vaccine for herpes? I had a herpes infection when I was you know, younger and I'm 66 now. And uh, just wondering uh, if I should consider uh, the, the herpes vaccine.
1: So, shingrix is not for herpes. Shingrix is for, um, specifically varicella zoster, or, um, it is a herpes zoster, but it's not the one, the, the same thing as the herpes cold sore or genital herpes. It is the chickenpox virus. And if you've had chickenpox when you're young, you're at risk for shingles. Shingrix actually has a good record of preventing shingles attacks.
3: Okay, so it really depends on my uh, chicken pox. I did have chicken pox when I was younger, much younger, so, but.
1: So then you're at risk to get shingles now if you get stressed or get sick. So um, if you want to avoid shingles, shingrix does have effect, and I've not witnessed any kind of serious adverse consequences in any of my patients that's taken it.
3: Okay. All right. That's what I wanted to hear. Thank you. Very good. Have a good day.
2: You too. All righty, we're banging these on out. Let's go to Gwen in St. Pete's. Good morning, Gwen.
0: Good morning, good morning. Uh, Hi. I, I am uh, eighty in my 80th year, um, have had trigeminal neuralgia for 10 years. Uh, and my question is, does functional medicine um, have any particular recommendations around that?
1: Absolutely. Um, This is a neuropathy. This is an inflamed nerve that causes the trigeminal neuralgia and um, the things that work for nerve inflammation work here. So fish oil, high doses, 4,000 milligrams a day, Um, alpha lipoic acid up to 1,800 milligrams a day in time release, benfotiamine um methyl b12 methylfolic acid all these things are really shown to help with neuropathy however there's another layer here um something that's been going on that long trigeminal neuralgia is actually associated with lyme disease so there may be an underlying trigger for your trigeminal neuralgia that we could explore in functional medicine
0: really okay yes okay um so i will look for a functional medicine doctor then here in this area
1: very good. I think it's a great idea because you might get some new information about that problem.
0: Yeah, I've been, <laughs> been doing that for 10 years.
1: <laughs> yes, that's a long struggle. Um, new thing. Yeah, it's a long time, painful. Absolutely. Time. Mm-hmm. So, best wishes, Gwen. Let us know if it, uh, if it works when you actually go and pursue this.
0: Okay. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Uh huh. You have a great day, great week.
1: Thank you. Hey, I've got an email here um, from Robin. She sent us a poem for the day, and I really like this. May peace prevail in the world one day. We must take a moment of silence to honor all soldiers that gave their lives for what they thought was for the common good. For those maimed and disfigured mentally and physically, some things are worse than death. We can never know, really know, the horrors they live through. Strength. To all those struggling today, amen.
2: Thank you, Robin, for that. And I know we're getting right down to the end, so I want to apologize to the callers on the line and for all the emails that were sent on in. Thank you, but we are out of time here. Do you have anything to let us know about next week's show there, Doctor? Next week, we're going
1: to continue on AMA. And um, I just want to remind everybody that we're going to be doing a Zoom webinar on functional medicine, what it is, and why we all need it um, on June 15th. So click the box on the WMNF website on the uh, uh, Healthy Steps show page, and you'll get some more information about that.
2: All righty. Well, thank you there, Dr. Harvey, and thanks to all the people who called and all the emails that were sent on in, and to Greg for answering the phones on Memorial Day. And And thank you, Bill, for coming in on Memorial Day, and Greg also. Oh, hot diggity. I wouldn't miss it for the world. For all the farms in Cuba. Um, (laughs) So until next Monday, I'd like to thank you, Dr. Harvey, and all the listeners. Stay healthy. Take care. You've been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community-conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved. Uh-uh. <clears throat>